I was like, if we get remarried, you're not divorcing me again. Yeah. I was like, that was her only, only request, nothing else. And I looked at her crazy like, that's, the, that's it? Hello and welcome to the How to Relationship podcast, the podcast where we speak to couples to find out how to make relationships last. I'm your host, Anais Lucia. I'm so excited for today's couple because I have been watching them on YouTube. They are a couple who are also the host of their own podcast and YouTube channel, the Justice and Faith podcast. And yes, those are their names, Justice and Faith. Isn't that perfect? That's amazing, right? So I love watching them. I'm so happy that they decided to be on the podcast. So let's get into it. Hello, Justice and Faith. Welcome to the How to Relationship podcast. It's so good to have you Hi. here. We're excited to be on. Thank yes, you for having us. So before we get started, can you let the audience know, um, I mean, yeah, how long you guys have been together, married? I know your answer might be a little bit more Right, um, different than <laughs> other couples, but we want you to know because you're probably going to explain it in actual specific terms. You kind of know my spiel. Okay, about how it goes. Um, we met in it was 2014, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we started dating pretty right, almost right away. Um, and then we got married pretty quickly. We got married in 2015, in September of 2015. And then, unfortunately, we got divorced. We did not get married. What? December 2015. I mean, uh, what did you just say? 15. No. Or was it 14? Oh, we met in 13. We have a cheat sheet. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> we met in 13 and got married in 14. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm getting the dates mixed up. And then, unfortunately, we got divorced, like, right around our one-year anniversary, um, and we were actually divorced for three years, give or take a couple months. Like it was almost exactly three years. And then mm-hmm. um, we started talking again randomly because both of us became single again because we had like relationships we were in um, during the time when we were divorced. But we both became single again and then started talking. And then we have just uh, celebrated our second one year anniversary <laughs> back in um, August. So, uh, yeah, we've been back together now for a little over two years, married again for a little over a year. So I, I wonder that let's kind of like, how do you like count like years together, anniversaries, like because you were I, I, apart I, I, for a while? Yeah, he has a way that he likes to do it. I'll simplify it because the three years, so from, from the, the marriage to the marriage and stuff, I count the year of marriage previously. Mm. But it stands as its own thing. So I would say, so if anybody asks me how long have you been married, it's a little over two years. Mm-hmm. No one needs to really know anything else that I just meet. So <laughs> just a little over two years of being married. How long have we been together? It'll be closer to four. Okay. All right. So and you <laughs> and you do have a child from a previous Yes, um, yes. A previous relationship. unmarried relationship. Yes. Nine years ago. Okay. For our listeners who haven't checked out your podcast or YouTube channel yet, but they will, um, if you can kind of give us like, I guess, you know, the Cliff Notes version, um, because they can get more details there. But just for those that are meeting you for the first time, your kind of interesting story about how you met and all that stuff. 
<laughs> All right, so um, we met um, through a dating app. So with my previous relationship, my child's mother, um, I became very disenfranchised. I, I kind of was over just women, like mm-hmm. period for a while. And I wanted to just kind of start fresh, um, just have a friend or just meet people because I had never really done it in my life before. So we met on an app called Meet Me. And I was pretty generic about my approach. I just, you know, hi, my name is Justice and so on and so forth. And there was no real responses or they were just minimal or I could tell people weren't really serious. When I sent mm-hmm. her one, she sent one right back and we actually talked like human beings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I'm going to get off of this. She said, I'm thinking of getting off of this too. We exchanged numbers and we talked just over the phone for maybe a month or so before it, we met, it, which was not a regular thing for me either. Um, just the mm-hmm. communication through like digital forms. I'm a, I'm a, like, I'm a, got a, I'm a touchy. Yeah. Not, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like a touchy type of a person. I like the, like the face to face contact. Um, mm-hmm. So when we finally uh, did meet, it was, it was just a, a, um, a movie date. Yeah. And she brought, and I brought her sister my sister along. with me because I, I had never met him in person. So I um, thought maybe he was a serial killer or something. And I told her I was like five foot four. Yeah, you said you were really five short. Foot, and yeah. you said, like, and I didn't know much about you other than, because, like, you hear those stories about people getting catfished. So I was like, well, I'll bring my sister here just in case I need an easy out. <laughs> so um, we did that. We went on a few dates and, and things kind of progressed pretty quickly. New Year's. So, like I said, we were supposed to just be friends. Just be friends. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted. Some days, okay. no, I'm not fit. <laughs> but New Year's, we uh, we were out and about. The ball dropped. Everybody's high five and congratulating. We kissed. That mm-hmm. I pretty much should end the story right there because, it, and then she looked. She's like, like what? It was the the look in her eyes. And she's like, oh, like oh. And I knew that things was a really that really good kissing. Well, you still are. That first kiss is a really good okay. first kiss. Let's make sure. <laughs> but um we kind of switched from kind of more like fr- like our dates were good and we were connecting but we switched like it sw- of the flip the switch so it just kind of became more romantic and we started hanging mm-hmm. out more i made a comment a few months later about still being what well, that's i'm still, on the, still on the market I said, i'm technically still on the market <laughs> because we're not married right mm-hmm. and because at this point in time like there was other things that I found that you can share those things, but I found out. So this relationship's totally different than any I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. So um, the patient, because I didn't want to be in a relationship. So I was mm-hmm. willing to be patient and do other things. I forgot I had moved. Yeah. In order for us to date, because I still live with my child's mother, she had told me if we were ever to date, you have to move. Yeah. So what, this was like December. Yeah. So by February, I had um, a new apartment. Um, just in case, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're to start dating. I wanted to make sure that that was already out of the way. So mm-hmm. when I said we're off the market, when that was off the market, she said, <laughs> after we came from like a family event, I don't remember exact words you used. No, but, I don't remember either. But, but it, was it was pretty much like, I want to be No, your the heck, you're not off the market. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that aggressive, but it was like, pretty much, I want to be your girlfriend. And um, you can explain the reaction. Uh, I mean, you... You I, do of, you remember my reaction? You were kind of a little annoyed that you said it because you were like, you kind of had like this deer in the headlights look like, I don't want to lose her as a friend and I don't really want to be in a relationship right now, but if this is what it's going to take. 
Mm-hmm. She's being nice. I know I reacted horribly. I remember like shaking the car. We were in the car and I'm shaking the car and I was so upset because I knew I was going to get into this relationship, but I also was like, ah, no, I shouldn't. And so then we got in early, it was like, what is this like? It couldn't have been April. Because I proposed in April. You were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it was a whirlwind yeah. of things. And I like, so after that happened, which was between January and April. Right. Then and I then proposed. We proposed in April. We got married in September. In September. Um, and then, then the it was just a series of, like, me not having much life experience, him having a lot more than me. We didn't get to that point yet. Um, but just... Yes, from there on. Yeah. The, well, because that first year of marriage was good. Like, we had fights and stuff, and it was me just trying to learn about um, how to be a wife. Fights. What? Would you beat me up. Not physically, <laughs> oh. but they were, we had fights now. Yeah. I fight back. That, at that point, Well, because I, we no. were so different, and I just didn't understand a lot about him. Um, and I was just, like, looking at him, like, why are you doing this? Like, just stop doing this. Like, because you shouldn't be doing this. Like, and to me, it was kind of like, what's happening? Why is this still going on? We are married now. You should have stopped this by now. <laughs> and I and I have my own concerns in regards to her level of life experience and just different things. How you say stuff to a person and the fact that no matter what I said, it kind of came across as though I was attacking her, telling her she wasn't good enough somehow. Because in my opinion, um, and your family might watch, but in my opinion, she was very coddled. And just kind of told she was good enough. Yeah. At all points, and she just kind of got her head good enough is fine. I've never been. I've always had to scratch and claw, and I'm like, I don't believe in good enough. It's not. That's another like an opposite thing. But I think we're start. She's starting to get it. Yeah. About, but like, good enough's not good enough for me. Like, being content mm-hmm. is fine. But then the next day, I still want to try to achieve more. I want more. I want better. Right. So we we butt heads on on those types of things a lot. So. We got married in September. By the next September, like right after our one-year anniversary, it, it pretty much was yeah, done. Yeah, it was over. Um, just because of basically just differences. We couldn't, I couldn't kind of, I couldn't be the person that he needed me at the time. He couldn't be who I needed at the time. We both needed to just kind of grow in our own respective ways. Like I needed to grow up. He needed to learn how to deal with certain things, um, just relationships in general, and then just some of his personal mm-hmm. demons and stuff that he might be fighting with and stuff. So we ended up getting divorced. So we got back together um, because um, I think I said a little bit earlier, both of us just happened to be single at the same time. Um, again, um, I knew that he wouldn't give me like the... Um, the cliches like you deserve better and he wasn't the right one and all that kind of stuff. So I contacted him because I wanted someone to like talk to about the breakup and um, someone who wouldn't like give me fluff, who would actually like just talk to me like a regular person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why we started talking again. And it just so happened that him and the person he was with were going through their own breakup. So, um, we started talking. One of the first times we talked, we okay. talked for like no, three hours. No, we were not going to a breakup at that point. You, you weren't doing. We well. had literally just moved. But you weren't doing well. Yeah, we weren't. Yeah, we weren't doing. Well. 
That's the so, important part of the story. Oh so yeah, they got yeah. back together. Um, but you can go into that if you want. Yeah. So we had a conversation. So when she called me, I was kind of shocked. But I mean, I I typically am the person that people will, call, no matter how they might feel about me personally, because I'm not really. I'm I'm going to straight shoot with you if that's what you're asking for. Um, and so when she called me and she said these things to me, I, I don't think I straight shot to the point that I could because I didn't know. I thought that this guy was going to be good for her. I thought he was going to be better than me because I just figured they were more aligned. Um, and so when she called me, honestly, the first thing that I felt was like hurt. I felt hurt for her. Like, I was like, man, I thought that this guy was going to be better than me. And then I also felt uh, not hurt for myself. One of the things that allowed me to sleep at night sometimes was the fact that after our divorce, you know, she had found him or they found each other. And I thought that that was a good thing for her. So when this happened and how it happened, I was just kind of like, it made me feel even worse. I never was okay with how things ended. Um, and my my direct role in everything that transpired, like I never got over it. And so when we had a conversation and I said as much, and I told her, that I never stopped loving her. Like the divorce wasn't because I stopped loving her. The divorce was because I, I loved her so much. And I also loved myself. I, I'm like, I couldn't subject myself to how I was feeling. And I was like, ultimately couldn't subject her to that too. So when I was able to transition out, I booked it. So after I told her that I, you know, I never not loved her. She immediately was like, <laughs> I thought that's why we got divorced. I said, no, she said, and I quote, then I'm getting you back. And, <laughs> and then that was her whole thing from that point forward. And I and even this, I was not broken up. Mm. And she was pretty much just like, no, I'm getting you back. Like, you're still my husband. And if you still love me, you're still my husband. I'm getting you back. And it's probably the most focused I've ever seen her on anything, to really be <laughs> honest with you, because she took no for an answer. And it just kind of was like, so she would send quotes and different things to kind of let me know, like, whatever. And I'm, you know, sitting here in another relationship that's slowly deteriorating, but I'm trying and I'm like, oh, and, and the other person knew I was talking to her. And that was its own thing because she allowed it because of mm. her role and everything, too. So it got to a point where it got too bad. And she said, I don't want you to talk to Faith anymore. So I cut her off. I don't even think I told Faith I cut her off. Yeah. And I remember one day opening up my messages, and I didn't even know you could check blocked messages, and just bunches of messages, and I just felt even worse again. Oh, and man. so when our relationship, my other relationship, hit the death knell, I I ended it. I said I'm done. The first place that I went was to her apartment, and mm. um, I don't even know if I explained. Look at you smiling like a chestnut. <laughs> but I don't even know if I explained exactly what had happened or what was going on or why I was even there. No. I think she it was just was, happy that I was there. Like it was random. He just showed up. And yeah, like, yeah. Just, and I had a suit on. You had a suit on. I, and I, was I like, had a suit on. I was in my PJs, looking all like ready to go to bed, and he I showed up with a why suit. Why did I have a suit? I don't even know why I had a suit. On. <laughs> um, but it was just, and that first night, it was just we just talked for a long time, mm. and we it was he wanted more, but. Nothing happened. <laughs> That's a whole story in itself. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, we started talking, and it was the, one of the main reasons we ended up getting back together and moving in together again was really because uh, I was living in um, 
I was living in one part of the state and he was living in another. It would have been a like, very long It was a long commute, commute between our houses. Yeah. So in order to like really try and make it work, um, we did end up moving in together. But it was different because there, right. there was caveats to us okay. moving in together. Yeah, but it, it just made at, like all of the, like us trying to get back, like trying to work on our relationship and like him with his daughter, it just made everything a little bit easier so that we didn't have to worry about that long commute. So. But that was one. But then marriage was something different because here yeah. we go again. I did not want to be married. I never wanted to get married again. Right. Period. Oh. So. Right. He uh, he said that he didn't really want that, and because just because of what happened the first and time. And I didn't feel like I needed it. Yeah. There's so. a religious aspect to that too. Right. And after we got divorced, I kind of totally renounced religion. Like I just mm. like. We were, it was one of the things that connected us in the beginning. And because it was one of the things that kind of disconnected us in the end, I just like blanked out of that. So then we got back together. I wasn't thinking of marriage right. as, as a thing that really needed to happen. But but I was because it was how I was raised. And if you're going to be living with a man, you need to be married to him. That's just the way that I thought about it when I was like for my whole life, basically. <laughs> If mm -hmm. you are in love and you want to live with someone and spend your life with someone, you just get married. That's what you do because it's not going to be quote unquote right if you're not. Um, and we had a very unique situation since we were married and then we got divorced. Um, there's not a lot on that in the Bible. So it was kind mm -hmm. of like... Um, one of those things, like, he was the only person I had ever been with. There is stuff for um, it. Remember, I tried to use it. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. To, to make a long story <laughs> short, as long as we never remarried, we were technically still married. So my argument was Ooh. always, well, but we had we had divorced. Right. That's, but then I was, was like, I was like, that's the law of man. I, <laughs> I tried every way I could to not get remarried, but also... <laughs> reap the benefits of marriage. And that's, I'm just being honest. Like, so when I say reap the benefits, it means just provide the comfort and the continuity without mm -hmm. actually having to get remarried. Cause one, it was so soon. Like to me, it was so soon after. Yeah. And there was so much I hadn't I mean, we relearned. were together over a year before we got remarried. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but that still wasn't enough time yeah. for me. But yeah, it, it wasn't. Was, it wasn't. It was just, um, for me, I would not feel comfortable in the relationship until we got married. That was just because mm -hmm. I would always kind of feel like not that getting married is a guarantee because obviously it didn't work out the first time. It wasn't a guarantee, but I just felt like if we were going to be together again, we were going to just make it because I told him that was one of the things I was like, it was the only thing I was like, if we get remarried, you're not <laughs> divorcing me again. Yeah. I was like, that was her, that my only request, nothing else. <laughs> and I looked at her crazy like that's the, that's it. And I think it was a little lengthy, yeah. but I was more intense about how I said it because yeah. I made no qualms that I did not want to be remarried. And if I was doing this, I'm all in it. You've been seeing how all in I am. Yeah. No matter how. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm all in because I was like, did it twice. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not crazy. I can't allow myself to think I'm crazy <laughs> because I did it twice. So. Awesome. So yeah, that's our story in a nutshell. Wow. Thank you for sharing. And anyone who's listening, if you have not, if you want a little bit more details, feel free to, you know, check out their podcast and YouTube channel um, to get that. So, you know, since you guys met on the app and you were talking there, like, 
what made you interested in the other person in the first place? Like what caught your eye about maybe their pictures or personality or something? You can go first. Um, well, he was like he alluded to earlier, um, the first one on that app to talk regular, like a normal person. Everybody else was very crude. <laughs> to put it um, nicely. <laughs> so he was the first person that re- talked to me on there that wasn't clued. He was just normal. And like I said, I was already planning on getting off of the app, but I, so we exchanged phone numbers and just talked. Um, I don't know. I feel like we had good, like, it was just really interesting to get to know him because he was so different from me. Um, kind of like, and he's, if you haven't noticed, he's black. So that was different. <laughs> so it was kind of like, um, <laughs> it was kind of just getting to know like a totally different type of person. That was kind of what drew, drew me to him at first. Um, but then of course he looks good. So that helped. If mm-hmm. I was light enough to blush. <laughs> um, and he was nice and articulate and like, polite um he understood um just it's on the other podcast so i might as well say i was a virgin when i was um, unmarried like before him i was a virgin so it was something that kind of caused me to be a little jaded in relationships because as soon as someone found that out they were like peace like i'm out of here so he actually stuck around and like I wanted to it. get into a relationship with I me. I knew it. He knew it and I didn't even tell it, him. It's funny. This is a funny thing about the beginning. I had a dream that we got <laughs> married and also that she was a virgin. I don't know if this was after our first date or even before. It might have been after the first because I remember her telling her this. She said she never told me she was a virgin. Right. And I told her. Because you don't really open up a conversation <laughs> with, hey, by the way. Right. So <laughs> and I, it might have been after our first date, but I said I had a a dream and I was open enough to be honest about because this could have scared someone away. Yeah. Um, and I said, mm-hmm. I had a dream that we got married, and I don't know how it came up, but I said, You're or, or I don't know if I asked if you're a virgin. I was like, You're a virgin, aren't you? And she was just she was like, How do you know that? So that was <laughs> wow. another reason why I felt comfortable proposing to her because everything was different. And in my mind, mm-hmm. I said the one person that could be different that could hold me to a standard. Um, that these things kind of happen. I was like, this just kind of, you know, that has to be, so that, that kind of goes into part of my, like, attraction. It wasn't, right. I don't think initial attraction happened through, like, the digital stuff. When I mm-hmm. first saw her, the first thing I looked at was her legs, and it was because she had on pants, and I thought her pants were, like, these jeans that had, like, newspaper clippings or whatever. Oh. So I'm from Philadelphia. That's a thing. Or was a thing at one point. And I remember in my head immediately thinking, like, what type of girl is she really? Because I had an assessment of that. Um, but then I looked close and I was like, man, she has nice thighs. Never told you that. But that was actually what I thought after that. Um, then the virgin thing happened. Shut me down. But, um, no. <laughs> but um, and then I just, I liked, I liked the fact that she brought her sister. I liked mm. the fact that. I was I watched a movie with her that I would never have chosen myself. I liked the fact that I enjoyed it. And just her her presence. It was just very it was very nice. It was very different. It it, just, it made me act different in a good way. Not because I wasn't but it just made me act more comfortable with not doing anything more 
than just enjoying someone's company with no expectations or anything like that. So, and then over time, it, it you know, different things started to kind of develop. She danced at that point. I remember she sent me a picture doing a late, uh, a high kick, a high kick, but she was holding it. So like her head was, her foot was above oh. her head. And I saw, I remember, I remember looking at the picture and I said, I'm going to marry her. Oh, like, wow. It was something about, the, like, she had a lot of cute pictures at this because like Christmas time too. She had a lot of little cute pictures, but that picture, and it wasn't even like a sexual thing. It really was yeah, just. Yeah, it was dancing. Like it was the dancing. I was like, like I'm was... just going to, that's, yeah. Like that's a good oh. decision. I'm going to go get that investment <laughs> later on So somewhere wow. in my mind, I already knew that. Um, yeah, those, those are like my initial, um, my my initial things with her. It's weird because I never really thought about it. Like with my okay. initial. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're thinking about it now. <laughs> I'm just like always so curious because I know different. You know, people are different, so different things attract different people. So I'm really curious about, you know, how, you know, that happened in the first place. And so you kind of already talked about this about how when you saw her high kick that was that when you were like okay I want to marry her so I, I I'm also interested in like when you both realize that like I want to marry this person I want to like they're my person or I want to be with them do you remember like a certain moment that you thought that or I want to say I want to say it was like when he like it wasn't necessarily one moment, but it was just when he found out that I was a virgin and he kept talking to me <laughs> and he like, it didn't, it didn't seem to bother him. And it was kind of like one of those, like we had really good chemistry, like, and I don't know, I feel like, I don't, it, I don't know that it was necessarily like a moment or if it was just like a slow progression of like, okay, this is definitely someone that I want She's uncovering stuff that I don't think we really ever dove into. Mm -hmm. I think because our thing was so... Because we're like in it. We don't really... Yeah. We wanted to be, like, I don't think that the goal wasn't necessarily dating because I think we had a conversation where it was like, if we get along and stuff like that and we want to date, it could happen. Yeah. But I think we both were really solidly focused on the idea of um not you know just kind of being friends and growing that statement that i made changed everything though because the whole idea of being a virgin it was kind of like oh crap well if he's on the market then that means that he might skitter off and in my mind and this is exactly how i thought i said well even if i did it doesn't mean i would stop talking to you that's one of those differences between us because in my mind i'm like I like, and I, and I'm not that I'm not going to date. I, I wasn't never, I was never a dater. So having multiple women in that way was not going to appeal to me, especially if she was the one who I liked because I wanted to spend my time with her, but it was more so a thing of, I'm not going to stop talking to you just because I said, I'm still on the market technically. Cause if somebody happened to gain my interest or whatever, I'm not going to say, Oh, well, you're not, that's just not the kind of person that I am. But that trigger for her, that transition to the next thing that was yeah i think that's one of the reasons that's why everything just kind of transpired so fast because everything was out of context of what we really wanted which was why it ended so fast too because because we didn't really we didn't really take the time to a lot i don't think a lot of people do yeah we didn't really take the time to get to know each other to really like it was just very quick so the whole 
And it was then became, I think it was kind of forced on my end. Because after I had made my mind up about, there was a lot of red flags, not with her. There was a lot of things that actually happened between um, the proposal and I said actually getting married, including the venue fell apart. Yeah. Um, all types of things. Like we didn't even get a dance. And like that was one of the most important things to her. We we didn't even like, we we did, ever, we could have waited. Yeah, we could have waited. waited and we could have done it the way that we like really wanted to. But it was one of those things like um, we felt like if we pushed it back, it would be like a bad omen or whatever. <laughs> or just because everything was just kind of happening to us. And we had to figure a lot of stuff out to, to keep it going. And I, as, the more angry I got, it was like the more defiant I got about just marrying her. Um, and so after it finally happened, though, it kind of like smacked me in the face in a way. And that's not the same thing, but, but it's like everything immediately changed. And I don't know how. But yeah. it was like our the chemistry that we had, the talking, the laughing, the enjoying being around each other. It 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 it, it, it wasn't like like bad all the way, but it just it was different. Mm -hmm. And I knew mm -hmm. that from like day one because I think now it was like there was expectations, right. and we hadn't lived together. I don't even think you had spun, uh, spent the night. I'm not sure. It, I... And if you did, it was a struggle, and it was a fight and it was something that I also never experienced so we moved in together and all of her living the way she's lived her whole life because I've lived by myself and on my own and so when she transitioned and the mindset was very much different than mine and what I would be used to so yeah from day one day one I hate <laughs> now I remember those things I don't remember all the attraction stuff that stuff I remember because I was like this can't be true. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, now we're married. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. So I'm I'm curious because I feel like maybe a lot of people might feel this too, where like if you're going to get back together with someone, like isn't there like some kind of, or wasn't there like some kind of fear that like it's not going to work out? How were you able to kind of push through that and be like, did you have faith <laughs> that it was going to work out again? Or like how do, were you able to like be like, okay, let's, it's worth the risk to like try again and like, did you have any fear? It was funny because I was willing to work on it the first time. Like the divorce definitely was pushed by him uh, more than me. I was willing to work on our relationship. I don't think I realized how bad things were. Um, he was very like, very just his words broken when we were married the first time. Like he had a lot of No, stuff. it was, it was a cool cause I've, I've always been kind of broken. And I said something broke inside of me. Yeah. So I didn't film. realize how bad it was, I don't think, because I was willing to just stay married and just work on it because I was like, we made vows to each other. You're my husband. Like, we need to work on this. I don't care about what you're doing outside of our marriage. Like, we need to nip this in the bud and work on this together. Cause I thought that we could. That actually um, kind of pushed me harder to. Right. Yeah. So then he just pushed the divorce. We got divorced. Um three years pass and then we started talking again. And it was one of those things like I thought I had gotten over him during those three years because I had had a boyfriend and like it was a long time and all that kind of stuff. But then as soon, it's so funny because as soon as we started talking and he said what he said about not ever stopping, like he never stopped oh. loving me, it kind of flipped a switch um, in my brain that was kind of like, oh, you can have your husband and your child and like all of this stuff back, all of the stuff that you had that you thought was going to be your forever. You can have it all back. Like, mm -hmm. 
And I was kind of like, okay. So I was more determined than scared um, because I just, I took it as like a sign from mm-hmm. like God that like we needed that time apart to grow as individuals because we both did. And as we talked and as we started like getting to know each other again, um, I really realized he had grown in a lot of areas and he realized that I had grown in a lot of areas like that we had struggled with the first time. And like, he's a lot more patient and I'm a lot more like, I have a little bit more life experience than I had before. And mm-hmm. um, so nervous, scared, yes. Like, and that's why I told him, I was like, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I, there was a slight part of me that was kind of like, don't put yourself through this, through that again. Um, because it was very bad when we got divorced. I was very depressed for quite a long time. So I was remembering all of that too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And you have to be all in just like me. So, um, but for me, it was, I think I was more determined to get back all the stuff that I lost than I was scared. How about you? At no point was I scared. Like at no point was I scared. I like even thinking about it now, like my, my, I get really angry and intense when talking about this particular thing because I already I had made up in my mind because what the separation, and everything wasn't plain, it wasn't supposed to happen, but I'd already thought of some things in my mind and I said, Well, it's going to be you. One, I was like, I'm not, I am not dating. I, I'm, I'm like, it just won't, you know, I have a nine, you know, nine year old, nine year old single dad. Just, I was like, it's not going to, with my schedule and everything, I'm like, it's going to be too intense for me to try to build and find what I particularly want. And because I felt the way I felt about our relationship deteriorating the first time, it was more so what she was saying about like, I'm all in. But when it's like, well, I'm all in, you need to be all in like me. The reason I get intense is because when I say I'm all in, it's not a, like, I'm... Uh, it's, it's not it's not at all it's very real for me because i wasn't depressed i didn't have those issues but i always the one regret i can say that i have in life like i was ashamed of my it's the only time in life where somebody talked down to me about that i wouldn't say anything back i would just allow it because i didn't take the approach that i would even want to take i just mm-hmm. I, I i to me i ran like the moment I could ran, I ran as hard and as fast as I could and try not to look back. So to me, it was more so of like, all right, you stopped and now you're here and you have to just figure it out. So mm-hmm. after that point and since then, it's just kind of been like, nope. She's like, and she'll have moments where she, she those fears kind of come out and I'll just sit there and I'll look at it and I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm angry. I don't like you at this moment, <laughs> but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Oh, I love you. Good night. Or whatever the situation is, because I'm like, I, those words sitting on this couch or it was in here meant more to me than our vows, because it was that that moment that I think our like our souls both said, like, it's like it's almost it's almost it's really like a, it's more like a death contract than a life contract, because <laughs> between both of us, it's like I know better than to ever do certain things because of what she's experienced and the, the, mm. the hurt that I put her through because of that. Okay. I don't know how it's on my end, but I'm more 
I can bear a lot of more pain now in, in a specific way. And I know how to process stuff, which I didn't the first time. Like I didn't know how to process any hurt, pain, anything. I just reacted to mm-hmm. so much. But now that I know how to process it, I'm like, we're not dealing with issues that a lot of other people aren't. Um, sometimes you just gotta take a step back and every day is not bad. Where are the good days at? Where are the good times? Focus on those and keep focusing on those. Don't bring up the bad stuff because then it'll become mm-hmm. bad again. And then mm-hmm. that's it. And I was like, so it's not as hard, it's work, but it's not as hard as it can be when you don't know how to deal with your own crap. Like I learned how to deal with my crap first, helps me deal with her crap. <laughs> okay. Like, what advice would you give to people who might be in like a similar situation where they're like, what would you advise for them to maybe like consider if they're like, unsure about whether it's worth to like go back to a, a certain person like that maybe they're conflicted they're, they don't know if it's worth it like what would you kind of give I would tell them to watch their podcast <laughs> <laughs> yes watch our podcast okay that's the that's the short answer yeah <laughs> so if- honestly I would, I would like to talk like I like talking to people like this because mm-hmm. it's like you like, like talking to different people in different levels of relationships um because it helps us understand um, more, and I think it strengthens our bond because yeah, I I believe everyone should have one, and it doesn't have to be a person you're married to. I think mm-hmm. if you have just one person in life where you feel like you can get through the dirt and the mud and the pain with, it just helps you get through to the next level, the next day, the next thing. So I would just ask that person, like at their very best, how did they make you feel? At their mm-hmm. very worst, how did they make you feel? Was that better feeling more worth the risk than that worst feeling? And some people don't know how to process that. Because if I if I ask you what's the best feeling I've ever given you, you might say our wedding day, right? That was one day, moments in time. If you said the worst feelings was just six months after we got divorced, mm-hmm. people have to really understand what that what that looks like. So if you said the best feeling was when you looked me in my eyes and you told me, that no matter what, that you would be there for me. And you actually exhibited that. So it's a moment that's carried on through your actions. So it's Mm -hmm. not that you just said one thing and it was just a nice thing and you never lived it. So sometimes people have to look through and see who a person is. Like, that's another reason why you got back because you knew I wasn't a bad guy. Right. I just, it was a, it was an isolated decision and, and a thing like that. So a lot of people, they don't know how to, they don't know how to differentiate that. And they look at all the bad, they'll look at a few good times, but not the inherent heart of the person. Like, sometimes you do have to go, why did they do that? Why did they make me feel bad? And the biggest thing I would tell people is own your crap. Own accountability is the only reason I'm sitting here right now. And the only reason she's probably sitting here is because she never had to tell me, own your stuff, Justice, or fix your stuff. I had to I had to do that before I even started talking to her again. I had already begun doing all those things and I continue to do so. If people don't do that and if you're not willing to do that yourself as somebody that will be listening, then no. And they have mm-hmm. to be self-aware enough to know like, you know what? This was where I was part of the problem. This caused them to do that. There's a causal and effect um, space with relationships. Everyone wants to be right and win a fight. Every fight doesn't have to be won. It's just, you have your point, 
I have mm-hmm. my point. But at the end of the day, if I love you, I'm not going to tell you or say anything that's going to be hurtful and to put you down. Hopefully it's to bring you up. So you need to find out where was I trying to go? Maybe I just wasn't communicating effectively. Yeah. And then you got to mm-hmm. learn that. But you, you got you got to you got to be OK with yourself first. Yeah, that that's huge. Don't worry so much about finding the person and being in love and all that. Be accountable for the yeah. crap you can yeah write. and that's why i think we did get back together is because during those three years whether we knew it or not we were working on ourselves like mm-hmm. we had that time to work on like i had the time to work on faith he had time to work on justice and like mm-hmm. learn about ourselves and like what we can go through what we can do mm-hmm. um because like before him i had never lived on my own after him I got my own apartment, like I had, mm. like I worked, I kind of took care of myself and in a different way than I had before. Um, so that alone was a learning experience for me. So I think that's why we got back together is because we had that time to figure out who we are, like okay. who faith is just faith and who justice is just justice. Even though we had relationships, it wasn't, neither of our relationships were the same as like a marriage. So mm-hmm. we still had a lot of us time. <laughs> Great advice. And now I'm wondering, um, like where did you, did you guys have like certain role models in terms of maybe people that kind of showed you by maybe their actions or something like how to be a good partner or did you just kind of learn all this through like experience or did, is it, was there anyone that you looked up to like a certain couple, your parents or something? certain things I definitely can say that I looked up to my parents um like in certain things like because like growing up I had both my parents in the home my dad was a very hard worker my mom took care of us she homeschooled us um and whenever they got into a fight like I saw them get like knock them out drag them out fights but then they they would always come back and like they were always able to like talk and reconcile and like obviously as a kid I didn't see everything but like I would Mm -hmm. see their fight and then I would see them okay so I'm like something must have happened so um but just in general like for our relationship I don't Mm -hmm. have anybody that I can really pick to emulate for our relationship because it's a very (laughs) unique relationship I'd say because Mm -hmm. We are so opposite sides of the spectrum, like in every aspect of like upbringing to education to like just everything. We're opposite. So mm. right now there's no one that I can really say is like an inspiration or someone that we, I look up to um, to help us now. But my parents are someone that I definitely looked up to as a kid about how to be in a relationship, how to be married, like yes you're going to fight yes you're not going to like each other all the time but you work on it and you keep going until you figure out what caused that fight you can hopefully do better the next time so that kind of thing but what about you you have no 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 it's crazy because i've never had like role models and it's not because there wasn't people around that it could have been i just literally from a very young age decided to follow my own way and it sounds so arrogant. The only person I follow, and it's because I've messed up so much, is me. Because I can watch, I know my growth. 
Like, I know my group. Like, I know five, ten years ago who I was and who I've grown into now. And ten years from now, I'll be even better, uh, you know, hopefully, um, if I'm here. So it's just kind of like I always look at that past person as a or, – or sometimes I'll look at couples who aren't doing well. Or I'll say, I don't like that fast of that relationship. I don't want that in my household. And sometimes I'll bring – and I'll say it. And if other people would hear it, they it would sound controlling. It would sound like, you know, she has the right to do what she wants, and she does. But what I've learned about relationships on my own and just what I know what I want and what I like. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we do together, a lot of things that we do in regards to talking about the podcast, though some of those topics come from, that might be the fear. Like there's a fear that there's going to be things that happen where, if we're having a bad day or we're having a bad time and I don't like you in that moment because of that, there's something else that's been taking place that now all of a sudden is coming up. Like, I don't, I'm not going to fight dirty by saying, you know, you're, you're slob when, mm-hmm. when that could already have been taken care of. Um, when, you know, if you're, if, if one of us gains like significant amount of weight or something like that, I'm not going to weigh and still you're like 400 pounds and then go, mm, I don't want to touch you anymore. No, we want to start putting things in place and implementing things because I want to keep my attraction to my, we're going to get older. Things are going to start drooping. Hey, that's going to happen. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But in the things that we can control, it's like, I want to wake up and I want to go out into the community because I'm a representation of her. So mm-hmm. I want to always make sure that I'm a better me for her, a better me for Arabella, my daughter. And um, we have a child. So that's what's important to me. I don't see that in all places with all people. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. different people who have some facets, but I'm the only male that I know in my specific situation, like with oh. my daughter all the time and the way that I work and my process with my relationship, my accountability. Like, though, I don't know any one man. So there's a series of men and I pick and choose, but mm-hmm. I also can differentiate like their pitfall, their pitfalls. So it's very mm-hmm. hard for me to say I look up to you when I know what your weaknesses are. And I and I would understand mm-hmm. if someone said that about me as well, where they're like, you know what? You're very smart, you know this, you know that, but your history is spotty. I can respect it. So mm-hmm. it, it's, I don't really have anyone, but I just kind of pick, usually this is bad, I don't want this. So mm-hmm. I typically try to work to do the opposite. I think that's pretty great that it's, it seems like you just, you know, you've learned a lot just from like your mistakes and you've grown from it. Um, because I think, you know, some people don't do that and they'll, they'll be like, why is this happening? Cause they don't really like take the time to kind of look inward and maybe seeing what they're contributing. So, um, you know, that's, that's some good advice for anyone that's listening. Wrapping up, I have some other questions here. The last few. <laughs> um, okay. So what are your favorite qualities about each other? My favorite quality about justice would probably be, well, it's actually <laughs> caveat. My favorite and my least favorite <laughs> would be his, um, That's a story. his pushing me to be a better person because since being with him, he is literally the only person in my life. Um, if anybody's listening to this, that's in my life and you get offended, I'm sorry. But like, he is literally the only person that has like consistently pushed me to be better than I am. Mm-hmm. um to whether it be like health wise like right fitness like whether it be um working um so like because i'm a your career yeah like, yeah 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. like all those different things. And like, so it's my favorite thing about him because I know I need it, but it's my least favorite thing because sometimes he gets annoying with it. But, <laughs> but yeah, Aww. I'd say that would probably be it. It's kind of funny. Cause I would say my favorite is also my least favorite. She's the most convicted. My wife is one of one. She's not one of a million. She's not one in a lifetime. She's one of one. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain her to other people. There's a few things about her very specifically that I've never, like, and I've seen a lot. I've never, it, it's, some of it is, like, great puzzling. Some of it's just puzzling, like, how did I marry you twice? Like, so Aww. when it comes down to it, it's like, but she's super convicted about certain things. She has a belief system, like, she's passionate about certain things. Um, and, and I don't necessarily agree with everything she's passionate about, but the fact that she's so firm, she's unwavering, like those few mm-hmm. things might be even, might be a thing where she would say, screw you justice, because she's passionate about that belief in that. And I kind of like that because it means that it's somewhere deep down rooted in her. And mm-hmm. it's not something I've always seen in her in certain ways. So I enjoy that. Her demeanor is so much different. Her temperament's different than mine, mostly. Um, she's kind of like not if if we were like Scooby Doo, like I would definitely be like Thelma, <laughs> and you would be like Shaggy or Scooby. <laughs> like like I'm, I'm always thinking and processing and trying to figure things out, and she's more of the mm-hmm. like, oh, which is super okay. annoying sometimes, most of the time. But I accept it because I know that's like her thing. And some days I want her to not be like that. But I also know how how I am. So we both were like, that. it would just be horrible. Um, I would think it would be good. But if it's just like, oh, my goodness, did we forget? Do we have everything? You have your Swiss Army knife. Do you have your Swiss Army knife in the data? And then on your backpack full of everything in case the apocalypse. That's me. Mm-hmm. She's kind of okay. like, I don't know where my keys are. Like, And, and, she's, and, and it's just like. So, like, I, I, her quirks are ironically, think, what are her things that I like? Because her quirks are very specific. I wouldn't accept them from anyone else. Oh, I wouldn't accept love. them from anyone else. Don't enhance them because I'm okay. saying it. But <laughs> I think that's really what it is. Oh, oh my God. That's so cute. She really hard. She really hard. It's really cool to see that, like, you guys are a relationship where... It's like opposites attract and you kind of balance each other out. So, yeah, that's cool because yeah. I I usually don't date my opposite, but it's cool to see like when it does work. Um, maybe that's why I'm still single. So maybe I should date my opposite. <laughs> so <laughs> what is something that like a positive trait about your partner that you wish other people, more people knew about than maybe it's not as apparent, but you think it's like a really great thing? She's really smart. Like, it's sometimes it's alarming how really smart she is. Like, and she's really good at, like, she's, damn, sorry. <laughs> but I just, when That's I okay. think about it, and I don't normally think about it, like, she's extremely good at games, specific uh-huh. games I've never, like, heard of or played or something. Like, she knows a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, how do you know that? Like, like how <laughs> do you know? Because she was homeschooled, too. So it's not even uh-huh. just like life experience, it's like education. I'm just like, and she surprises me all the time because then she'll turn 
right back around. And, mm, I, don't know. I don't know where my keys are. And I'm just like, how? So sometimes I forget how really smart she is and how talented she is because she's not a person who, if I had talents like she had talent, I would go around showing what I know because I'm like, mm-hmm. I have a talent. Like, to me, I don't really have any talent. Someone else will have to point it out and tell me. My talent probably is I try really hard. Like, mm. <laughs> I try hard. Like, that's it. But it would be that she's she's really, really smart and that she's really talented. Mm. Um, for him, I would say he's a fantastic cook. Ooh. Like, he is the cook of the family. And he Most is people also... Know that. Not our, our listeners don't know, and her listeners don't know. They can look at my cheeks and tell that I'm a good cook. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's a really good cook, and then also on kind of on that too is he knows how to like I he likes to shop. I do not like if I want something, I will go to one store and I will get what I need from that one store. He is the type that he will go. He knows like that like Wise has meat for this price. Walmart oh. has for this price. Like the freaking every store, like he can go to different stores for different things because he knows where the best price is. And I am <laughs> not that way at all. Like I will spend extra money to go just go to one store. Like I'm, a, I'm like the only super budgeter who doesn't like coupon. It's just like <laughs> I know, I just know, st- and it just like certain information gets stuck here because I like shopping's my hobby, like right. grocery shopping, mm-hmm. clothing. I love it, and there's. No greater feeling. I don't know. I'm lying. It's like five greater feelings. But so it's in my top 10 of like buying a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, it, like my shoes I just bought and everything yeah. like that. And I'm just like, only pay 50 bucks for both these pairs of shoes. Right. And it's just, it's an awesome feeling to me that somebody else will do it and be like, I have this one thing and I spent all this money. And I'm like, <laughs> but, and I, it's kind of like, I kind of like chuckle at them because I'm like, I have extra money to go do something else I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. because I just, thought about the fact that I can get this cheaper somewhere right. else and, and I can yeah. make it because I got right. chicken and I'm just like, you're like, you spent $20 on this chicken. I spent five and I just, I made an Asian chicken and then I made like chicken masala and then I made parmesan <laughs> nice. chicken for five bucks. It's great. Yeah. So that's his yes. thing, I would say. Nice. <laughs> Jeez. That's awesome. Um, do you by any chance know the YouTube YouTuber uh, Graham Stefan? I do not. No. Okay. Well, if if you love saving money, he's. I recommend him. I'm kind of like that too. I'm pretty frugal, so um, he he's like a millionaire, but he's kind of he's very frugal too. He'll like go out of his way to save like even a few pennies. So like, um, I and he's getting really popular. So I recommend him. Just a gram, like a gram cracker. Just Graham Stefan. Um, okay. But yeah, check him out. He has like really good like financial advice and just like tips on saving money. So if you want to save even more money, uh, I mean, Faith might not like my recommend <laughs> my recommending this. On YouTube, typically, like unless it's like you know, like you or something like that. Like we'll follow you together. Yeah. Otherwise, once again, opposite. I'm in the fitness and sports. Mm. You're doing like hair? Yeah, no, I I love watching like um Brad Mondo. He's like one of my favorite ones to watch now on I YouTube. He's um this awesome hairdresser that like oh. watches other people do hairdressing and like okay. yeah. <laughs> and then he'll like critique them and stuff. It's 
it's one of my favorite things to do now. I'm a um, cosmetologist and I teach cosmetology as well. So mm. I'm very into that. <laughs> of course yeah okay yeah i think i've seen some of his videos so the very last question i can't believe it's already been like an hour that's crazy <laughs> uh, it went by so fast so any other you know advice like words of wisdom you want to share to anyone you know just to like you know make a relationship work last what I've noticed for myself that's been like something that I need to work on, but I feel like it's going to start helping is don't put so much pressure on yourself because I mm. tend to put a lot of pressure on myself and just in everything, but especially in the relationship, because I mean, we got back together after having everybody. So like, I want to make it work and I want to be happy and I want him to be happy. So I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, and that's something that I feel like I need to stop doing, like just it's okay to mess up. Just okay. don't wallow in your, in your mess mm. up. Get up, mm -hmm. dust yourself off, try again. Each day is a new day. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's great. That's mine. <laughs> I suggest everybody just be awesome. It's <laughs> a good advice. <laughs> no, I, honestly, just, I suggest that people like really, I'm really big on just looking at yourself first. Um, don't try to find Mr. Right. Um, or even Mr. Right Now or Mrs. Right Now, like take time to really evaluate and understand like there's going to be people you might have to like let go. Um, you're going to have mm -hmm. to go through a few bad points to get. But when you do it the right way, you can say, I like this guy, I like this girl. It just didn't work because we're not compatible. Like chemistry is really real. Um, and it doesn't normally work like me and her. Like. I, that's I, like we're like divine intervention like there's something above us working because every, when i think about it i wouldn't outrightly do this but i've done it twice so it's just like there's something more for a lot of other people like there's a chemistry and just understanding the difference between i like you right now and you're somebody i can build with and once you find out that you're building with bricks and they're building with straw mm, it takes a long time to turn your straw on the brick. So you're going to either be patient enough to wait and work that out with them, or you're going to have to go. And it's okay to jump ship. Like, life is short. You do not want to waste time on the wrong mm -hmm. people. So once you start seeing red flags, believe them. Um, go about getting rid of them the right way, and then just making sure that you're continuously growing yourself and understanding the more you grow, People around you aren't necessarily going to do the same thing. So you have to be mindful. Like you kind of always want to look at somebody who's doing better than you in certain ways and that you kind of are inspired by and then go, mm -hmm. that's what, because you don't have as far, you're not, you're then the person that kind of has to catch, but then it goes, you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself, right. but you have to kind of catch, like, I want more because this person is a great person or great community person i want to do that instead of the person that's like i want to be a great community person you guys can do that together but this is already in action so just really understanding what you want and why and it's okay to put you first it is right. absolutely okay so keep dating and doing what you're doing that's not why you're single you're single because you're awesome and you're still growing and you're learning <laughs> that's cool great thank you so much so before we end um where i i mean i kind of already mentioned it before but please you know plug all your all your okay. stuff so we have our youtube channel the justice and faith channel 
Um, we have an Instagram, which is the Justice and Faith Show on Instagram. Um, and then we have the podcast, Spotify. Is it? They get and it's bumper sticker. It's a bumper nice. sticker that we have. We have merch now. Merch. Yeah, we're starting to like come up with <laughs> different merch that we are trying to just expand and get as many people as we can so that we can like um I don't know, you moved it. Oh, oh so that we too. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. We want to help people. Um and we want people to start like participating what? in our channel and telling us like <laughs> nice. Okay, there we go. I love it. Yes. So yeah, we want people to tell us what do you want to us to talk about what stuff are you facing? Maybe we can like. Have- yeah, we're, we're not hard to find. If they yeah. can't find us on one of our platforms, they can find us on Facebook. Yeah. Um, just easy to talk to. We love we love talking and learning, just like you. So, <clears throat> just just show. We want to hear from people. We like mm-hmm. to know what you're getting out of this, and if you have further questions, like we're not perfect by any means. Right. <laughs> but it's just we understand what it's like to try, and we're younger. A lot of people in their 50s or 60s might say some of the same stuff we're saying now, but because we're we're younger and we figure a few things out that some people don't usually get to, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, we can, uh, we can save you some time, some heartbreak on certain yeah. things, and that, that's pretty much our goal. Um, and because we have different vantage points on a lot of things, I think we can reach even more people. Right. Awesome. So yeah, everyone listening or watching, check them out. I'm going to post links for everything in the video description and show notes and, you know, get their subscribers, follows, followers up. So hopefully they'll have like their own like talk show on like network TV. That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's, let's make it happen. Come on. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, justice and faith this was uh, i mean i just your names are just so perfect like i I was like did they make that up Th- those are their actual names like that's so perfect so we're a superhero team we're a superhero team that's what it is <laughs> yes. i'm like the robin or he's batman nice. I'm like <laughs> yeah definitely i was like are they yeah you definitely sound like a superhero team perfect name for a show like right i yeah definitely feel like you guys are meant to be so <laughs> in so many ways um, but yeah, thank you so much again. Stay safe. I wish you the best with everything and you know, hopefully we'll like collab again sometime. <laughs> thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Much appreciated. And that is it for this episode of the How to Relationship podcast. Thank you again so much, Justice and Faith, for being on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. So make sure to support them by following them, um, you know, Spotify, all the, the different platforms that they're on, subscribe to their YouTube channel, get their merch, follow them on Instagram, Facebook, everything. The links, as I said, are all in the video description. And if you want to follow this podcast, support it, uh, links are below. Um, you can support by giving a donation or you can just support on social media. You can follow the podcast on YouTube, uh, subscribe, follow it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, several different platforms. <laughs> Links are all in the video description. Also follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at How to Relationship Podcast. And if you are part of a couple and you feel like you have a lot you want to contribute, you want to share your story, I would love to have you on. So please uh, contact me through, you know, Instagram, Facebook, 
Uh, you can even leave a comment below and then hopefully I can get in touch with you. And there's also a form you can fill out as well. And I'm going to leave that in the show notes and video description. And yeah, you know, stay tuned. You don't want to miss any of the other amazing couples I have coming up. So I hope you follow the podcast and I hope you enjoyed it. And please, you know, leave a review uh, for the podcast that really helps out as well so other people can find it. I know there's a lot of different relationship dating podcasts out there, so it kind of makes it hard for people to find us. But the more you like us, follow us, leave a review, that really helps out. That's it for me. Thanks again so much for watching and or listening. Thanks again, Justice and Faith. And we will see you next time on the How to Relationship podcast.